It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. It seems like more and more Brandon and I are fielding questions about CBD oil. So that's the topic of today's Better Faster podcast. We talk about what CBD oil is, what the proposed benefits are, and we talk about a little case study. Brandon and I decided, why don't we try it out and talk about our experiences? So if you have any interest in learning more about CBD oil, you're really going to enjoy this episode. Make sure, if you haven't already, you check out the two upcoming courses that we have in Columbia in November. The first one, Body Tempering on November 3rd. That's Dottie Thompson's course. Um, Brandon and I will both be there instructing. And then the next week, November 10th and 11th, we're getting Chris Johnson in town at Vertex to teach his clinical running essentials course. That one's going to be awesome as well. Uh, We actually have interviewed both of these guests. Chris was a couple weeks ago. Dottie was one of our first interviews. So make sure you go back and listen to those episodes. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. And today, Brandon and I are taking on something a little bit different for us. Uh, we're in the world of, I guess, supplements is what you could say, and we haven't really done much on supplements before, but specifically, we're going into CBD oil today. Uh, first, Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Just got back from a vacation, so uh, getting back into trying to get back into work mode. Yeah, man, and you, had, uh, you got to take the daughter to Disney. That's awesome. Yeah, Disney was incredible, man. It's uh, it was fun. Super crowded though, but um, it was good. Still good. Still real good. Yeah, man. I just got back from vacation as well. Fall break. Got to go to uh, you know, and surf fishing a little bit. Um, off the coast, Charleston, Bulls Island, with uh, a couple of buddies. Much needed break. So back to reality tomorrow, man. Awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, Get well, back at it. Yes, sir. So, um, getting into today's um, today's topic, CBD oil. Uh, this is a Something that is, you know, constantly a question that both of us are receiving, and that's what prompted this episode. I know for me, um, I have a lot of my clients and athletes that are asking me about it, especially, you know, a company, CBD Medic, is actually a sponsor of the CrossFit Games. So they were at the CrossFit Games, too. So uh, it's now making the circles or uh, making the rounds in the CrossFit circle. And I know, Brandon, you get um, questions about this in the clinic, too. Yeah, I do. And I, I think before we proceed with this episode, I do want to put a disclaimer out there that technically you need to consult with your physician about any advice regarding whether you should or should not take CBD because we're not licensed to give advice on prescribing this kind of thing. Um, so 
also keep in mind that this podcast is also not considered medical advice. But yes, uh, I do get questions raised about this. I have had some patients have some really cool stories about how CBD has helped them. And uh, one in particular, I think is actually amazing. We can probably get that a little bit later on. But with that said, this is one of the things where I, I felt like I needed to try it before I could even um, talk about it because I felt like I needed some perspective. So I guess that's when you and I had the idea that we would do a, a one week trial of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't make it a week. Um, I don't know about you. Maybe we can talk about your experience first, what you thought about it. If you liked it, you didn't, we can go from there. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, spoiler alert. I also didn't make it a week, but not intentionally. I forgot it before I went on vacation. So, um, I left it. It's, it wasn't in my, uh, my, you know, toiletry bag. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a standard, uh, standard part of my routine. So it didn't make the, uh, it didn't make the trip this past weekend. But before we even get into that, do you want to kind of give just a very brief explanation? What is CBD? What does it stand for? Yeah. Yeah. I, very brief explanation. Cause I'm not very well versed on this, but and I've, I've got like a list right here in front of me. CBD stands for cannabidiol. I actually look up how to pronounce it. And what it is, essentially, it's a chemical compound that's found in the cannabis or the marijuana plant. And it does not have the psychoactive property. So it doesn't get you high because that's THC, right? And, C, and CBD oil does not have THC in it, supposedly. We'll talk about it later on too. And some of the indications that it's for that it is meant to relieve pain, reduce anxiety, depression, alleviate cancer-related symptoms, there's something about how it may reduce acne. Um, Interesting. May have, yeah, it may have some neuroprotective properties and could reduce spasticity. So in some of your neuro- neurological conditions that you may see in the clinic, like seizures, uh, types of epilepsies, even MS, and it might decrease blood pressure. Maybe that goes along with the possibility of uh, reducing anxiety and depression. Yeah. And, there are, yeah, and there are some side effects too. Um, none of them seem to be super serious. Like there's just the basics like dizziness, dry mouth, um, some GI issues. Uh, it says it could actually make anxiety depression worse. Um, oh man. Psychosis. I, I don't, I, yeah. So, um, I, I guess that's, I, I don't really know, man. I mean, maybe if you had some of these issues prior to, it could just make it worse. I, I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. And I have to, um, you know, preface all of my commentary on this with saying that this is an area I'm not well-versed in either. Um, it's something that's never really been a part of my life before. You know, fortunately, it, well, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, um, you know, playing a sport in college re- resulted in drug tests at a very early age mm-hmm. on. So it was kind of just one of those things that was just a little you know, off limits. So, um, you know, that it, it's definitely new to me. Um, so with my experience, I walked into a local store here, um, kind of more of a health food store that sell, that does sell uh, multiple brands of CBD oil. And I walked up to the person behind the counter um, who uh, kind of was running that little area and went up there kind of with, you know, a very open mind and said, Hey, I'm interested in learning more and trying this. I really don't know where to start kind of letting her take the lead here. Can you help me? And so um, she went through everything, man. And they had multiple brands. They had, you know, multiple um, I guess, ways to administer this, whether it be drops that are put under your tongue, which is what I ended up going with, um, capsules or a spray or various edible options. So there's a lot of different ways um, in which you can, you know, uh, ingest or take this. And so um, she went through all those with me. She went through uh, a little bit with dosing because you can get varying levels of dosing as you go through. So they have pretty low level, as low as, um, at least from the drop standpoint, because that's mainly what I was looking into. Um, that seems to be the most popular, most common, according to her and from what I've, I've been reading in my brief research of it. Um, 
from as low as like 10 milligrams, I think was one of the lower ones up to like 35 milligrams, I believe, um, per, um, per serving. Uh, so a little bit of variance in dosing there. And we can get into the dosing aspect of it because, you know, for me, I asked her, I was like, okay, well, where does some, you know, where would someone, you know, my size looking for, and again, I, I kind of said, I want this more for like the relaxation and the end of the day helping sleep aspect, because, um, you know, for me, that's kind of the, the, what I would want to use it for. Um, and she didn't really have a great explanation from a dosing standpoint. Um, especially when I was kind of referencing like my size and my body weight, you know, a lot of supplements are dosed based on body weight. So, um, in my mind, that was going to be a part of the, the calculation on where do you start? But, uh, she referenced how just like anything else, everyone is going to respond differently. So starting at the lower end of the recommended dosage and then increasing from there, but didn't really give an upper limit on it. So, um, you know, my dosing that I end up going with, I went with the more the middle of the line, 23 milligrams of serving. And it's again, that drop form that you put right under your tongue. Um, and it is um, supposed to be two droplets, two or two droppers, full droppers is the 23 milligrams. I didn't start there again, kind of at her recommendation of easing in. Also me, you know, I don't want to say being nervous about it, but I mean, you know, you don't know how you're going to respond. So I wasn't, you know, ready to just throw a bunch of droppers in. So um, I went with just one. So about half, that's about 11 and a half um, milligrams roughly. So, um, so that's what I did. I did that the first two nights. Um, and to tell you the truth, I got nothing out of it, um, or at least nothing really noticeable. It didn't help me with, um, you know, sleep, it, you know, I didn't feel any more relaxed than I would be at the end of the day. Now, granted, I don't have a terrible time falling asleep. So, you know, I wasn't expecting some major change. And then, you know, there weren't any lingering effects for me. So then after that, I did increase up to the 23, still nothing for me. Um, and again, like I said, I didn't make it the full week because I forgot it before going the weekend. But, um, you know, I did get a few days in there. And so far, um, I want to say a little disappointing because this isn't exactly cheap. Um, but I didn't get a lot out of it, um, at least not yet. Uh, so, uh, Brian, you want to go kind of in how your process went? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so no effect at all. Like, it didn't, even, it didn't even change, like, your dream state or anything like that? You take it at night before you go to bed? No, I, I don't – I've never really am one to have uh, lucid dreams or remember mm -hmm. dreams. Um, it might be because my uh, quantity of sleep is pretty, pretty low and my sleep <laughs> habits haven't been great in the past. So maybe this would help long term, especially with some changes in my sleep hygiene in general. Um, so no, I didn't necessarily have more dreams or more lucid dreams. I didn't remember any. I didn't necessarily fall asleep any quicker than I could notice. And I didn't wake up feeling any different than I do normally. So yeah. um, uh, nothing that was, you know, jumped out like, wow, that's different. Um, and I was mm -hmm. hoping and expecting that. So I was kind of surprised because I thought I would might maybe like almost be making something up or seeing something out of nothing. And I didn't, I didn't get it, man. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so my experience, I, I went to a store in downtown Columbia and, and they were good. They were super good, very helpful, answered all my questions. I, I said, I've never taken CBD before. I'm really interested in it. And just because I just want to take something that's going to basically help me relax, help me unwind, maybe sleep better at night. And so she recommended one called Charlotte's web. And I went with a 10 milligram dose, which was lower in because that shit was expensive. It was like $50 for a bottle. Yeah. And um, I didn't know it was going to work or not. And it only goes up from there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, be honest with you, I, I didn't like it. I was going to take it for a full week, but I only made it three days. And, you know, the thing is that I had high expectations. I wanted it to work. And that alone should mean that it, it went on some level because the placebo effect's powerful. 
you know, I guess I shouldn't say that it, it didn't work. It definitely did something, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And that's just purely based off of what I've read and what people told me. And uh, I guess I think what I was expecting was that it would help me relax, help me sleep better, but I actually had a hard time falling asleep, real hard time. And there's potentially more that could be playing into that. we got some big things coming up at work, all positive, but still some big things. And, you know, just uh, vacation, you get back to work mode, all, all that stuff. And, um, you know, could other things be like maybe the stuff acts like a sleep aid and reduces the REM sleep? I don't know for sure. But I digress. You know, I took CBD at night each time. And each morning I felt a little lethargic, like a little spaced out and just low energy in general, man. Trump would have kicked my ass in the debate. And I hated that because I can't be lethargic at my job. So then I had to drink an extra cup of coffee just to normalize. And that's not cool because now I'm mixing my uppers with my downers and that's what killed Elvis. So like if, if it basically, if something's not a performance enhancer, I'm not putting it in my body at this point. And I might be overanalyzing this because I do think CBD can be very beneficial. It probably is, but it just isn't for me. Or maybe that, maybe it's not that particular strain of CBD. I feel like such a stoner saying that, that strain, um, nothing to get stoner. Stoners are people too, but yeah, man, that was my experience. Yeah. So that brings me into the next thing based on hearing your experience and my experience, um, dosing. Um, could it be that I, you know, based on what I was taking under dose to be able to experience, um, the desired effects. And could it be that you, if you tailored back just a little bit, maybe you don't have that lethargy in the morning and maybe it doesn't cause that, you know, that, um, I guess, you know, keeping you from falling asleep and maybe you are able to fall asleep a little bit more quickly and relax. So, um, you know, do you think that that played a role in it at all? That could definitely be the case, man. Cause you know, dosing is one of the pitfalls of the supplement industry because from what I read, CBD is not regulated by the FDA and you know, my political view, I'd say I'm an independent, but most of the time I'm all for limited government, but I do think that this is something that should probably be regulated, at least from a dosing standpoint. It's not because it's dangerous, but because I don't want to get ripped off. <laughs> Again, that stuff's expensive and, you know, 10 milligrams needs to be 10 milligrams, not nine, not five. So who knows if I was actually getting what was on the bottle. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's interesting, man. And, and it, when I think about the supplement industry in general, I'm always thinking back to that um, better or stronger, better, faster or whatever, better, faster, stronger um, documentary. When, you know, if you yeah. haven't seen that, go watch that and you'll have a new outlook on the supplement industry. Um, what they call it, they made their own supplement, called it the, the juice or something like that. Yeah, and it, it was, was just like, like all rice, rice flour or something. <laughs> I can't even remember, but it was, yeah, it, it was propri- proprietary blend. So uh, they got away with some things. But um, sorry to get off, ta- uh, off on tangent there. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's interesting, man. Just like anything else, there are always going to be responders and non-responders. Um, and so uh, they're also going to be... Um, you know, and that's, and that's not just with, you know, CBD or supplements, you know, people are going to respond differently with any medication that they're prescribed. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that every person's kind of an N equals one in that instance. So mm-hmm. if you think that you might benefit from it, you know, try it, you know, if again, you consult with your, uh, you know, physician or someone that's right. that's able to give you that, that recommendation, ask those questions. Hey, is this something that's right for me? I know, um, you know, for me, uh, I'm probably not going to continue after this bottle. I'm gonna keep playing around with it. Maybe, um, see if, uh, increasing the dose slightly 
uh, up to maybe, you know, three of those drop foals would be um, 36 and a half, which is like the highest end of what you could have bought for like a one serving. Um, so maybe that changes things a little bit um, for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing around with it just because I paid a lot of money for it. Um, so I'm going to get, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to try it. Um, so again, what we're, we're giving you here is just anecdotal feedback. Um, and you know, you mentioned hearing some, some pretty cool stories from some of your patients. Yeah, man, there, there's one that stands out in my head and this is what really got me interested in the first place. We, we have this patient and it was about a year, year and a half ago, he suffered a motor vehicle accident and he'd been having debilitating headaches ever since. And it was a combination of concussion-related symptoms and migraines. And he's basically been bedridden for months. And he was on three different medications. Two of those were opioids. And he swears that the first day he tried CBD, it was a last-ditch effort. He had immediate symptom relief. And he was able to wean himself off those meds um, under the supervision of his doc within six months. And that's definitely another end of one story. But that's amazing. I mean, that's essentially what we were treating him for was just – the the deconditioning aspect from being in the bed for so long um so that's that's pretty cool in my opinion because um you know i i i do believe this guy this person um so uh yeah and then and there's other stories here and there people would have some minor issues and they've used like the topical cbd and said that it gave them relief and that kind of thing but none have been as uh, drastic as that one in particular uh what about you man is you hear anything from your athletes or any anything anyone in your circle yeah, so that you mentioned the topical, and that's where I was going to go with it next. Um, so that's what was being pushed a lot from that um, that company that sponsored the CrossFit Games, CBD Medic. And there was also, I believe it was Pure Spectrum was another sponsor um, at the CrossFit Games. So there were like multiple CBD sponsors there. Um, and one of the big things they were doing is they were handing out these free um, free samples of the topical cream. So you know, I worked out while I was at the games, you know, I would lift in the morning or lift, you know, in the middle of the day, went back to the hotel because the, the hotel setup at the games was, you know, as nice as our gym. Um, so it was freaking awesome. Um, Rogue outfitted it. Thank you, Rogue. Um, but so we, you know, we got work in, man. So I, I, you know, after heavy, you know, squat workout, put in, you know, put it on my quads just to see like, you know, am I going to be less sore than I normally am? And honestly, again, same kind of situation. I couldn't really tell a noticeable difference. Um, but that was, I think I tried it twice, just a topical, uh, topical application. But one of my athletes, um, it, it does swear by it. Um, you know, he thinks that it, um, it really does reduce, um, his, you know, I guess delayed onset muscle soreness, um, that he's, that he experiences. Uh, he feels like he is more, you know, able to handle a higher training volume and recover more quickly between, you know, training bouts because uh, of applying topical um, CBD. So, um, again, N equals one, you know, it, that could very well be true. Also, you know, for me, you're rubbing that stuff into your, um, into your leg. You're probably, you know, essentially giving the nervous system some input. Um, you're, you know, it's, you're probably getting some other things too at work that might, um, also be, you know, giving you that perception of, of less soreness or not as, you know, or not being as tight. So it might not, it might just be the act of just rubbing it in over and over again. Um, but so are you saying, are you saying CBD could be ultrasound? I don't know, man. I, I, you know, again, hey, the placebo effect is real. I'm just throwing that out there too. If you think it's helping you, it's probably helping you. Um, that, right. you know, but that doesn't, you know, again, that's that's kind of one of those things, though. It's like further research and things need to be done to to look into things like dosing and actual, you know, the validity of the results. But um, I think it's it's intriguing, and I've heard enough stories from people that I think are, you know the reliable sources to think that, yes, this is, this does probably work for people. Um, for me, maybe not, 
but you know, not everything's going to work for every person. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. And you know, there's one other thing I wanted to touch on while thinking about it too, um, before people listen to this episode, go run out and buy it. And that's the legality of CBD. So from what I was researching, CBD is not prohibited by any of the anti-doping agencies like WADA and USADA. But I say that with caution for two reasons, three reasons, actually. Number one, I'm just a meathead and this podcast is not medical advice. So anything I say can be complete BS or just flat out wrong. Number two, by the time you listen to this episode, maybe 2019 or 2020, WADA and USADA can change their stance on it, right? So mm-hmm. it could become banned again or banned. And, uh, I, I, I think actually WADA, it was banned, but they changed their stance on it. Mm-hmm. Number three, CBD, again, is not FDA regulated. So there are supplements out there that could have THC in them, which is prohibited. THC, again, is a psychoactive chemical. And if you get popped, you lose. So don't take my advice. Talk to your doctors, your trainers, your coaches, whoever is in your camp, and make sure you get that cleared. Yeah, it was definitely interesting when I was, I believe it was at regionals was the first place I actually saw these companies that were sponsoring the event and, and to see them at, you know, a large competition and being a, a title sponsor or a main sponsor and passing out samples and, and the top athletes now being sponsored by these, um, by these companies, it was definitely a shift in thinking, you know, this has mm-hmm. been something that for so long was deemed as like, you know, Ill, you know, quote unquote illegal, uh, in the sporting world. Um, and, and now it's almost championed by some athletes as a way that they're able to keep, you know, um, be able to stay on the field, uh, or stay on in the gym and be able to work harder and train harder and recover faster, um, or help mm-hmm. them, you know, with their sleep to be able again, you know, that, that essentially leads back to recovery. So, um, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to learn more and to see more because I think, you know, if it can really help people, then that's great. We should figure out exactly who those people are and how it's doing it. Um, and, but for me, I'm just intrigued to see if me playing around with dosing is going to do anything. Yeah. I got a question for you, Josh. So you've been in this game long enough and you're in PT school, you know, you got a lot of education on uh, neuroscience. Would let's say CBD does actually do what it says it does and it can actually help someone calm down, chill at night, fall asleep better. With that said, would you recommend it to an athlete? If you, if you could, I guess, you know, we had to, you know, technically ask your position, all that stuff, but like, would you, would you, do you think it would be a good thing for someone to make that part of their nightly routine? I guess is a better way of asking that. To tell you the truth, I would probably refrain from it from potentially creating a, this perceived dependence. Um, I think that a lot of times with athletes, man, like it's amazing. I'll have some athletes that use, you know, electric muscle, electric, uh, electrical muscle stimulation machines or whatever, at, like as recovery. And then all of a sudden, if they don't have it, they're freaking out. Um, and they think like they're never going to be able to recover. Or if I don't get my legs in the, in the boots, the Normatec boots, man, I'm never going to be able to, to be ready for that next event or that next day. And so like, you know, just having something else in there that makes them feel like they're relying on it is, um, it is something that I, I kind of refrain from. I like to pull that back. Um, but again, you know, if, it, if I think there's a performance enhancing benefit there and it's within the rules, then I'm all for that when, when you're trying to be a top level athlete. If you're, you know, if you're a, a you know, again, I work with crossers, if you're a games level athlete, um, you need every advantage you can, you know, and if it's within the rules and it's going to give you, you know, somehow you're going to end up being able to train maybe just a little bit harder or a little bit longer and it ends up resulting in you getting just a little bit stronger or building your capacity just a little bit more over the course of a full entire training year and then it ends up showing up on game day and you win by a second or a pound like that's a professional level you're fighting for that 
last little percent of performance. And so like from that aspect, then yeah, if it's a, if I think it's really going to help their performance, I'd be all for it. But for most people, man, I'm trying to get off. I don't want, I want them to, in theory, you shouldn't need it, right? If you have all other boxes checked, you shouldn't have an issue winding down as the sun goes down at the end of the day, getting into your routine and have no problem falling asleep and staying asleep. Because that is how our, you know, our biology is set up to work. So if you're needing something for that, there's probably somewhere else in the chain, something's broken that you need to fix. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm trying to find that first. But if it's an athlete and it's the last bit of performance, then, hey, we got to try to win. No, I like that answer. And I just real curious to hear what you'd say, because I got asked that, I would just defer to you. But it was interesting, last month uh, when I went to the uh, combat clinic at the UFC Performance Institute, there seemed to be a general consensus amongst the coaches and the staff and the researchers that were there, and they did not recommend it for their athletes. And it was kind of like what you said, it was mainly because they didn't want them to become psychologically dependent on CBD. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. Right. People yeah. think if they don't have it, then they're, they're done, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And they, they preferred them to use other means. And that's an interesting take on it because marijuana, we know, isn't physically addictive. You're not going to get withdrawals or anything like that. But as humans, we can become psychologically addicted to anything. So it's something to keep in mind. Yeah. And like you mentioned, what if the drug testing changes and goes back and all of a sudden you've been relying on this as kind of a nighttime relaxation sleep aid you've been using the recover, you know, the topical for recovery. And then all of a sudden you don't you aren't allowed to use it anymore by the rules. Uh, imagine what that's going to do to an athlete's psyche there when you've kind of got this part of your routine and all of a sudden you can't use it anymore. Um, yeah, I would be willing to bet there's going to be a negative, um, you know, a negative outcome on performance there. For sure, man. Solid episode is one where we just kind of answered the question with more questions, but yep. that is what it is, man. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this process because when we kind of proposed it, I think you proposed it to me and I was kind of like, well, I don't know much about it. And I've never used it. And you're like, should we go ahead and try it? <laughs> you know, and so that's, it was definitely new for me. And, uh, you know, it was, um, it was cool and I'm excited to keep playing around with it. And hopefully maybe we can update you in a couple more weeks. Maybe I can give a little tidbit on did anything change, but, um, at least, yeah, you can, man, you got to try it yourself. If your physician tells you that you can and should, um, to know if you're going to be a responder to it. Well, I will happily give you the rest of my Charlotte's Web TV deal while I'm, I'm done with it. Oh, man, there we go. I can't, I can't afford another crappy night of sleep. Yeah, I know, man. Well, I, if I start getting to that too, man, we're going to be putting it, up on the, putting it up on the market or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, before we sign off, Donnie Thompson's Body Temperature Certification is in two weeks. It's November 3rd. And even though it's sold out, I'm going to give it a plug anyway because there's going to be more coming up. And if you haven't heard of Body Tempering, it's basically USADA foam rollers. Foam rollers on steroids, like how I did that. We're talking about 135-pound steel rollers that they call the X-Wipe. So learn the methods and the science behind the techniques that have helped numerous powerlifters break world records and other athletes win championships. And that's going to be at Spud Inc.'s new place in Columbia. Really excited about that one. Then, just one week later, we're hosting Chris Johnson's Clinical Running Essentials at Vertex. And if you are the least bit curious about that one, go back and listen to the interview we did with Chris. It was a fantastic episode. That guy's sharp, and I am really looking forward to that one. I'll put a link to the registration in the show notes to make it easy for y'all. And that's it. Have a great week. We'll be back next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.